The following show is for mature audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. But if that ain't your bag, don't be a drag. Just cover your ears and close your eyes. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Verdant podcast. Scared that your desires might be strange. Verdant podcast. Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. Hello. <laughs> you cool groovy cats. What's up? Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the groovy adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex and perversion. And at the end, squares not allowed, we sing a song. Oh yeah. Recording live in front of our perverted studio audience. Hello, pervert. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm Fee. I'm Kathy. I'm Abyss. And I am... Boogie. That was a dramatic poetic like, did box. you just forget? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Well, here we are. This is show 13 of Perverted Podcast. Hello. You are probably noticing already that this is a slightly different feel from our other shows because it is a fifth mm, whatever day this is of the week. Fifth and Monday. Fifth Monday that we record on, show released on Wednesday. And so we're like, well, we want to do something different. So today is is the poetry show, baby. So everything that we do is geared around poetry, except for our fat life kind of segments and whatever, and then we just do some shit, you know? Groovy. We do groovy. So, uh, you know, what? did you guys just both groovy together and then grab each other's breasts? Because we are so hot. You okay. guys are all groovy, and then you just groped a breast? That is fucking awesome. Well, so we don't know how this is going to turn out. This could be a major poetic disaster. <laughs> the good news is we don't get another one of these for three months. That so. is awesome. Well, then well then let's start with Haiku Attack. <laughs> wait, wait. Are we going to do the sexy ones first? Sexy. Okay, everyone goes around and has to do their sexy haiku. Sexy haiku. Okay. Parting dewy lips, exposed heat meets cool air and... His finger slides in. Mm. Ooh. Kathy, dirty haiku, go. Stroke my hair, please, sir. Grab it slowly, make a fist. Bring me to your cock. Oh. (laughs) Nice. You guys are whores. (laughs) Tongues explore, find their path. Teeth tearing flesh, nails raking. Scream, moan, clinch, release, repeat. Nice. I will not fuck you until your pussy wetness drips onto the sheets. Oh. You ever seen that? <laughs> fucking make her stay there. I'm not going to fuck you until that drop hits the fucking sheets. Oh yes! Yeah. Hi. Haiku attack. Haiku attack. Haiku attack. Fetlife.com, man. <laughs> Can you dig this kinky jive? Cosplay super space chick butt plug. Can you feel the smooth groovy of fet life and stuff, bitches? <laughs> I ran out of shit to say. <laughs> it was a horrible bongo. We will now talk about fet life stuff. For your peace of mind, please know that every group or blog post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Oh, that's so <laughs> yeah. sexy. Fuck yeah. Do we have any? Any new affiliates? No, we have no new affiliates. We have like 12 we're working on, but... Oh, oh my God. All right, so we're going to be talking about a post that hit KMP by Ferret. Ferret. It's entitled, The Dirty Picture Turn Off. He says, I know, wasn't that fabulous? Mm -hmm. He says, I don't fuck artistically, and for a photo to turn me on, it has to replicate that experience. There's nothing wrong with a nice boudoir photography, but I appreciate it like I appreciate a fine wine. I'll order one occasionally, but I will never crave it like I crave a chocolate milkshake. Hmm. I just want to fuck Ferret's words. They're so <laughs> good. Just his words, Kathy. <laughs> just his words. Yeah, very aggressive there. That was kind of hot. He'd probably be into that. Totally I've seen the pictures he likes. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Fucking words. So you just get a book and roll it up and shove it in your cunt? Ooh, it's hot in here. <laughs> yeah, it's like 110 degrees outside. <laughs> so my questions to, you, to the gang here were... Uh, which are more of a turn on for you? The nasty 
real life lighting sucks kind of videos and pictures or the really fabulous ones that we see so much on FetLife. And what, if anything, do you get out of these artistic photos? Because they're up there. Somebody must love them because they're all over KMP, the really mm-hmm. pretty ones with a great lighting. But does it get you hard and you jack off to it? It's pretty much what, let's just, just get down to the down and dirty. What Thank you, Boogie. are you going to jack <laughs> off to it? That's, that's, I mean, that's what Farrah was pretty much saying. Yeah. I mean, that's what this comes down. Is this masturbation fodder or is this just something you go, oh, I really appreciate the artistic integrity. I see where the photographer was trying to go as the nipple light shines upon. You guys have some opinions. Yeah. You just no, I, I, I was just waiting for you to finish. He rescue said that, me. He just said rescue that very me. same thing. He said, if I go, oh, they worked hard to get that shot, the reptile part of my brain turns off. And I, for me... And then you, I totally agree with him because I am exactly the same way. The more realistic it is, the, you like raunchy. You just I like do. man fucking chicken type pictures. Oh, what? What? Your face was awesome. I don't like that both their faces did the same expression <laughs> at the same time. They are in sync tonight. Because so, I so, made you think of a raw picture. Okay, so, so Kathy and I sit next to each other during this taping. So. I get lots of dirty um, looks. I, I will go the other route. I I like my artistic. I like the shots of the corset and the those turn me on. If I see like I don't know. I'm I'm not a big fan of like, hey, she didn't shave and now there's ingrown hairs and you can see them and this and that because I'm I guess because I'm a little OCD. So it's like I'll fixate on that. You're all you need to do it. Exfoliate. <laughs> Basically. Um, or put some makeup on. So like, no, it's one of those things for me. I can appreciate and understand like videos. It's funny. I'm a little less picky on the videos, but like as far as like photos, like I prefer the clean and shiny and artistic version mine are kind of both when it comes to rope pictures i really like the artistic ones um that show off the rope and the especially if there's great expression in the bottom or in the top i love those um but in the like you know booby selfies or whatever it it kind of it doesn't have to be the super artistic gorgeous well-lit photos it's more about what the content is and i really like seeing expression like I love faces. Most of the pictures on my profile show my face because I just... You're I'm in love with your face, you goddamn the, narcissist. No. <laughs> that's why don't we just get honest. Because Man. I know that that's the type of picture I like to look at. Mm. I like to look at pictures with faces. I like to see expression. I like to see people's faces. <laughs> I just like to see it. <laughs> that look. <laughs> like those? Like, is that hot? When because I turn, when turn I my see, face contorted? Like, when I see someone that goes on a liking spree on my page and there's like they like 20 pictures of the same pussy... It's like, seriously? I mean, that... Well, it's happy pussy and sad pussy. And <laughs> sad pussy and, and slightly depressed pussy. Yeah. With a, with just the labia just kind of poking out all... <laughs> little... But yeah, I definitely, I like I like both. It just kind of depends on the mood. And, and with the videos, um, I, I liked a video recently that was just a, a friend of mine, actually, a woman getting spanked, and she was laughing her ass off while she was getting spanked. It didn't show anything. It was just her laughing, and it made me laugh. And I, I very rarely did you masturbate to it? No, but I very rarely I love that's, on a, that's really a video. I think that's really. It's like he's talking more like spank. Yeah, you know. the spank bank stuff. It's yeah. it's usually more amateur and not so, not so perfectionist on videos. Video, however. I'm 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 definitely a little more. Eh, but I like I like <laughs> everything. <laughs> just say it. I like stuff. I mean, the like really hardcore stuff. Uh, I mean, I like. I don't like dudes. So like, if there's two chicks doing something, or one chick that's like really into herself, I'm like Fee. I I also really like faces and facial expressions, and especially when it looks like they're into it. If they're into it, then it doesn't matter whether it's artistic or what. The artistic ones are really pretty, but they have to look like they're into that moment. Like if it's the, in the rope one, if she looks like she's into it, why are you laughing at me? Oh, I'm not laughing at you. I was thinking of uh, one of the videos I recently saw, and it was totally hot. These two girls, they were both fucking a uh, double-sided dildo, and they're just yes! like, Automatically really hot. like into each other, and they could tell, and it was like they were hardcore fucking. And then there's a dude, <laughs> who, and he's just kind of by one of the girls' heads, and you could tell he's like, and he starts like kind of poking her in the side of the head with his dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I want to be included too. And so she's kind of like, oh, and she's she like kind of starts, she kind of like sucks on it a little bit, and the other girl's just like, Rawr, and then 
they like go back at it and he's just like hey that is typical threesome activity it's all the two girls are all you and me and you and me and oh this is intense and the guy's always like hey i'm just gonna be down here working the the feet or something i'm i'm cool you want to come oh here's the hitachi so, the next one. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving on. We fixed dirty pictures yes. now. Um, the next one is actually from one of our groups, and that is the daddy-girl relationships, and it is entitled Attention Obsession by Love Fool. So, recently, her daddy had started a school part-time. He also works full-time and is a part-time writer. So, his day kind of gets sucked up by his activities, and she starts to. she says that she feels starved for attention. Um, she tried to talk to him about it and felt like she had kind of been dismissed and she wasn't sure what to do about it. So what we are presenting is, do you, do you guys ever feel like you crave attention? Me? I'm not looking at you. (laughs) I am trying so hard to just not look at Fee right now. Um, how, how do you distract yourself? And for the daddies, how would you want your girls to behave in these situations? Um, <laughs> oh, daddy, uh, since you're the only daddy do you, here. You, do you want me to start with that? Yeah, I, sure. Go for it. Uh, from a daddy point of view, it, I, once again, I'm not this dude, so I don't know how much he communicated with her mm-hmm. and if she was just being like, man, I didn't get what I want. Like uh, Abyss was talking earlier about that, um, that maybe she just wasn't getting what she wants, so she just projected that into her blog. Um, but as, as, a, as a daddy, I would think that if I'm communicating enough with my little girls then it's um then we know that i'm going through a lot of stuff and this is my responsibilities i mean i don't think it's any different daddy little girl or boyfriend girlfriend or whatever um when uh abyss or mark are going through studies or things like that i know they're not going to have as much time for me because they have to focus on that study so it's just kind of if you're in a relationship and you have some level of maturity that you're going to you're going to know, okay, this is the time you're going to have to fucking take care of yourself now because we have to do something. Well, and I think also, I wonder what she's, she does. Is she in school? Is she, does she have a job? Stuff like that. I know when you don't have your time filled, you try and fill it with the person. And if the person doesn't have the attention or the time for you at that point, it, it becomes a little, um, you can go a little cray cray. Bitch needs a goddamn hobby. <laughs> Take up fucking toll painting. I don't know. Toll painting? Where are they? Toll, no, oh, it's toll. Like you've cut out wood wood uh, things and then you paint them like the shape. I'm sure that'll fix this problem right That's right. Her. Toll painting, bitch. Fucking get on it. Yeah, no. Fee? I personally... <laughs> I'm, so sorry. Such I'm, sorry. Sorry. I'm not going to say anything. No, I don't please. even want the attention for this. Oh, Fee. Give her, give her I, No. Okay, fine. Two, Kathy, what do you think? One. No, I want to know what Fee thinks. <laughs> I'm not giving that in. Do I? I like I like being in a relationship where if I'm feeling like I'm not getting enough attention, I can say, hey, I'm feeling like I'm not getting enough attention and we can talk about it. I don't I'm not the type that wants to start acting up or being bratty or acting out, doing things to get the attention. I just want to be able to say, hey, feeling like I'm not getting it. Need to talk to you about that. I noticed that about you. You you basically just bring it up. And if you're told not now, then you're good with that. Yep. As long as you're communicating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, the thing she said, too, was that she felt that she had expressed it and was dismissed. So I think at that point, you either need to... Yep. Then I would say, hey, I feel like I tried to talk about this and you dismissed me. Let me know when you have time to talk about this. This is something I need to talk yeah. about. And I know that having read the comments later on in the comments, she wrote that the whole thing was resolved and that everything was good. And she thanked everybody for at least giving their advice. So everything did turn out great for them. And obviously, it was because they communicated. So communication, I think, is the key. I'm a fan. Oh, I think so. Get a hobby. A hobby would be good. Toll painting. Puzzles. You know, you know, if Writing. you if you put <laughs> duct tape on the back, you can actually hang the puzzle on the wall. Oh. Is is that is du- that is duct that tape. <laughs> <laughs> This is fish, right? <laughs> <laughs> Look at fish. Fee's face. Yeah. Fish, fish fish fee. We're gonna do haikus about fish. Fish. Why don't you start? Fellow podcast hosts. Keep your weird fishy antics away from my clam. <laughs> <laughs> now then, for those of you at home that don't know, we don't do these officially correct, but haiku poetry is five syllables, seven syllables, and then five syllables again. The traditional ones, you're supposed to have weather and you know, a format, but we, we do just that. do it like this. <laughs> Kathy, would you give us your fish I'd haiku yes. for, for Fee? Let's buy Fee some fish. 
Leave it on her porch, ring bell, laugh and run and hide. Oh, yeah, yeah, groovy. Yeah. <laughs> the disaster continues with abyss. So it's pike and sturgeon dance, herring flopping on the deck. Thanks for all the fish. So long and thanks for all the fish. Oh, God. Boogie. <sighs> oh, he's cracking himself up. <laughs> it's going to be good. Fish yearn all season to swim up the stream of life and find Fee's pussy. What? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Wrong. Wait, why isn't this? If you the... don't understand the fish reference, go back to like episode, I think it's three or four. Yeah. It's three. Fee has some obsession with fish. Apparently. I had nothing to do with the fish. Wait, look, here's a jingle about Fee. Isn't how many blogs must Fee write down before she gets some dick? Fee's answer, my friend, is blowing lots of men. Fee's answer is blowing lots of men. That is so, so hilarious. I, See, because poetry, Bob Dylan, right? incredible poet from the 60s. That was actually kind of amazing. But, I'm the, not gonna... but the poem that I picked to read later, I mean, this just, yeah, nice, oh. nice job. Nice job. Buddy. All right, I will start with a poetry version of Fee on Fee this time. I'll start by reading a poem and then explaining it a little bit. It's called After Aftercare. Sometimes the marks they leave are visible, my pale canvas dotted with reds, pinks, purples, and blues. I didn't used to like those. I don't like them now, but they don't bother me like they used to. Well, some do. But it has more to do with who left them, where they are, and whether or not he's followed through. Sometimes the marks they leave can't be seen, at least not with our eyes and those often dig deeper and last longer than a bruise on my thighs. The mark is there to remind me of you, so I want to know. I left my mark, too. Oh, yeah. Groovy, bitch. Yeah, groovy. So this ties into something that I figured out helps me out with drop, and I've been able to avoid most of my drop uh, once I kind of set this rule and guideline for myself, which is that if someone marks me in the course of play, they need to be on call, for me, like I need to be able to reach them, whether it's a text or an email or a phone conversation for as long as I can see that bruise on my skin. Because every time I look at it, you're laughing, but, but every time I look at it, I'm reminded of the play that we had and I'm wondering if they forgot about me. But here's the thing. I mostly play with people who are really good friends of mine that I feel like I can call any day. I could call you any day I want boogie, but I mean, I don't anymore <laughs> but i could have i could, you could have. have absolutely you and could have. and anyone else that i play with they know this they i i have this arrangement with them if they do mark me i know that three days later that bruise is still there i can say you know what feeling something about that scene that we had how are you doing and we have a conversation the drop is a lot less since i set this rule up which is why with someone new that i play with i tell them don't bruise me like don't hit me hard enough to bruise because I don't know if you're going to be there for me in three days when I can still see it. Do you explain the entire yep. scenario? Well, then, then, yeah. And everyone agrees. And some of my tops have actually incorporated this rule for themselves where they will tell their bottoms that they're available as long as they need to be available, which I think is Which I think cool in general is, is kind of the responsibility you accept when you, sure, when but you, you beat played, anybody. But when you played with somebody, you play with someone, it's the first time and it's like a one-off and you're like three months later, you're like, seriously, you're still holding on to that from three months ago. But for as long as the bruise is on my body, I've got a, like a, a visible memory of the thing we just experienced together. I want to be able to reach out is all. I'm going to be the dick. Yeah. Uh, you? You? <laughs> actually, it's funny when I first read it and I really actually liked your poem. Um, when I first read it, I literally blurted out them all. So when you bang your knee on the table, do you make it check in with you every time you see it? Oh well, God. I banged my knee on the table, so that was self-inflicted. But it's just, it yes. was kind of the joke. I'm just so like, you check I in actually, with yourself and you like actually, write yourself a little reflection. Um, I wrote this poem after the first time I played with both. Blah, 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 blah. No. Abyss. Really? <laughs> I have to start calling her abyss all the time. You're the first time song. I played with abyss and boogie like when you the first time you guys both co-topped me you bruised the fuck out of me he like did it. 
No, it was you didn't. You were both <laughs> doing it. Why? Uh, it was like the worst bruises I've ever had. And but I, I was already in in a situation where I knew I could reach out to you guys mm-hmm. at any point. So I, it was fine. But I was like sitting there in the bathtub looking at these fucking big bruises on my tits and going, Yeah. So this is this is this is a problem. <laughs> uh, now I understand what the problem is. And I wrote this poem after that. <laughs> so this kind of, I mean, well, here's the Whoops. thing. And, and this is where we now go. This is fees, how fee processes how fee pro- yeah. marks on her body. Whereas we have many, many people that bottom in our community that love marks love that's them. like a trope they call them trophies you know these are mm-hmm. you experience something it's very similar by the in- way mark just waved from the <clears throat> couch yeah. mark mark is like yes Me. i like those marks it's my name so there's a whole different headspace that the marks are part of the challenge just like the same in the non-kink world if you're playing sports or whatever when you get a bruise or whatever you're, oh yeah i got that one when i took that dude down you know whatever but it's so it's a whole different mentality where those people don't need as much uh, of that connection afterwards. That the mm-hmm. connection happens maybe a day or so afterwards, but after that, the marks are are theirs. Yep. It's about their view of their marks. I have and not, many friends who love like get jealous of someone who can mark because they can't, and they love the marks. I'm, mm-hmm. And I'm the one. I'm the one who's got like aloe vera hand sanitizer and arnica gel on my bedside table. Like nice. <laughs> I'm like I gotta get rid of this now. <laughs> but well, I will say it was a very lovely poem. Thank you. Yes, it very was nice. A, it was a lovely poem. It's a lovely poem. Well, that look, we're moving right along. Moving cool. right along. Cool. Oh wait, wait. Do you have your? This is. No, I still have one more. Oh. Yeah. DMP. We're going to do the thing, right? Yeah, that's, that's how This I is going to be horrible, right? No, this is no, going to be amazing. This is going to be great. Don't say that. This is going to be This is going to be great. This is going to be amazing. All right, so here's a little, a little setup. One of my first very popular series, like, I mean, the second thing that ever got me noticed and all of my friends usually came from that was the build series. It started mm-hmm. with build a dom and then I had build a sub, build a brat, build a pet, build, all of the builds. Um, so a very special... Uh, live dramatic reading <laughs> starring Let's... the perverted podcast team of build a sub okay you guys ready mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. everyone find your motivation bring 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 thank you for calling build a sub uh yeah i'm calling about placing please an listen for... carefully as our menu items may have changed fuck to place an order please press one god damn it i hate these things Okay. To check the status of an existing order, please press 2. No, no what, what? To process a return authorization on a misbehaving sub, press... Jesus, fucking, fucking just do it! Please hold while I transfer your call. God, finally. I'm sorry, the extension you are trying to reach is invalid. To place an order, please press 1. Jesus, what the fuck? Please hold while I transfer your call. Finally. Thank you for calling the sales department for Build a Sub. All sales agents are currently busy with other customers. Please remain on the line and your call will be answered in the order received. Jesus, you gotta be kidding me. Your expected hold time is 18 minutes. What the motherfucking shit is this? Fuck, fuck. 18 minutes later. Thank you for holding. This is Tiffany. How may I help you? Finally, I need a sub like now. I'm happy to help you with that, sir. Do you know which type of sub you're looking to purchase with us today? Yeah, I need someone to beat now. Send me a pretty girl with big slappable tits. Now. I'm sorry, sir, but we've just run out of stock on big-titted masochists. Would you like to special order one? How long is that going to take? Approximately four to six weeks for delivery. No, 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 no. I need someone to beat now. What do you have in stock? Hmm. Uh, ready for a pickup right now? We have a number of switches. Uh, ec- uh, excuse me? I am not a switch. I am a dominant. I'm sorry, sir, but that's all we have in stock at the moment. Obviously you didn't hear me. Transfer me to your manager. Obey! Sir? I said transfer me to your manager now. I want to speak to somebody in charge! <laughs> And you say you don't want to switch. What was that? Oh, nothing, sir. Please hold while I transfer you. Stupid. You have
have reached the customer complaint department for Build-A-Sub. Your call is very important to us. Please leave a message after the tone and a customer service agent will return to your call within three business days. The extension you are trying to reach is invalid. Goodbye. No, 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 Is that it? Is that what, and that was the Build a Sub series. Yay. Thank you. Thank that you. Was that so was so much fun. That was awesome. We should have rehearsed that. Hi, <laughs> cool attack. Wait, which, which one? This Wait. one is tasteless. tasteless. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I am actually scared of this one. <laughs> now, this haiku is going to be there are no rules here. So if you are not liking tasteless things, then fuck off. Idiot douche dom sees pretty girl on Fet Life. Bet your fuckhole's nice. Mm. <laughs> Fucking doggy style. Belly swings with every thrust. <laughs> Slapping sound distracts. <laughs> Tasteless. <laughs> Pulse racing fast. Blue stick on the sink waiting. Child support. Ouch. Uh, so I'm rounding up the tasteless yeah, haiku. Right. A little nervous. All right. Dead baby retard. <laughs> Grab its little bike helmet to make a jock strap. Oh, oh my God. You're the only one snapping your fingers. <laughs> That's tasteless, right? That's pretty See, it's a dead baby retard. Because live baby retards, it's wow. harder to get the helmet off them. Oh. We said tasteless! <laughs> and she lost it. We said tasteless! We, we said tasteless? No? No. Hi, cool attack! <laughs> Why? Why are you guys looking at me like that? Uh, oh my god! That's, well, that's that's that's, that's it. No, thank that's, God. Is that the end of the show? No, <laughs> I twenty-seven I minutes. Wish. Moving on. <laughs> All right. So it's this, a little bike helmet. You can use it as a jog strap. We're moving on. This next segment is called Random Kink, and what we decided last time was that we would each go through a list of very bizarre kinks that we don't know that much about. We each picked one, and we wrote, uh, researched it, wrote down, and we're going to tell you. All about it. Hmm. And here to begin is Abyss. Oh, it's me. So I picked Dacrophilia, which I'm not sure I said that you right. Said yeah, right. No, you said it right. Dacrophilia. You said it right. So what it is, is this fetish is a sexual, uh, a sexualization of crying. So someone is sexually aroused at the sight of tears or someone crying. So odd. Uh, <laughs> and there can be different types there's the voyeuristic where someone just likes watching someone else like say during a scene they watch and they really enjoy watching them cry during the scene and and are broken down or or it's cathartic there is also um the sadistic Hmm. where those are the people who really like making the people cry and it's from a very um power exchange very aggressive um point where those are the people you will normally see that want to quote unquote break their bottom Mm -hmm. and have a tendency to rebuild them and this kind of a thing but it's and then it moves on to the caregiver type trigger um the response triggers a caregiver in the top where um they maybe it's they suddenly want to hold them and make them feel comfortable and and bring them out of the tears so Either way, it's 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 all about the crying, and uh, to me, I have definitely had quite a few where it's it can be very sexy or panicking. Um, normally, the the ones I um, play with will warn me first if they're known <laughs> criers. So, um, but either way, I've seen it go very sexy and very. It's not necessarily my fetish, but I've seen it where it's very productive. Mm-hmm. When I am watching porn, I've like I go through a bunch of these because I, I definitely dacrophilia is 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 a thing for me. Um, when I am watching porn, I want to see the disciplinary girl bent over and a woman beating her so severely 
with a cane that she cries and she cries loudly. And that I fucking yanked of that in a heartbeat. When I am playing with somebody <laughs> in a heartbeat, go ahead. You just whip it out right now and I'll just pull out my junk. Start doing it right now in front of you guys. No, thanks. Chuck a con. Just chuck a con. None of us are actually right to do that. No. Okay. No takers. Fuck yeah. off. But when I'm playing, uh, then I tend to go more into the daddy role when they cry. Now, there's been a very, a very few times where it's like I go and it becomes more, you know, kind of reptilian, visceral, and I get turned on by it. But for the most part, when someone cries, I either go into a zone where I know I'm pushing them past it so they can have a cathartic experience and... and uh, So you get, almost distance, distance yourself from I it? I distance myself from it so I don't go to the daddy mode or I go to the daddy mode and, and it ends because they want, you know, that's when they... We negotiated that we would end in tears. Um, Damn. I, I, I'm trying to remember who this conversation was with, but I was with somebody who was always talking about wanting to push someone into crying. And I kept telling, he was an emotional sadist, and I kept telling him, if you want me to cry, all you have to do is say, cry. And I'll cry because that's what you want. But you, mm, it's, not, it's not really... Uh, I have had... I've had scenes where I've ended up in tears after the scene is over, but during the scene, I don't really cry. I've been beaten to the point where I cried and it was a breaking point. That was definitely a, um, cause before I would just, I wouldn't make any noise when I was getting hit and this, not the other. And it was very, and it was a, a, a me thing. And I was pushed point, uh, past that point where I, it, it was a very intense belt scene where it ended in tears. Hmm. It was totally hot, by the way. <laughs> it, it was buggy, by the way. It was that. Cool. amazingly hot scene. All right. Next. What about you? Me? What? Yeah, Crying? Me? Yeah. I don't, I don't get excited by watching someone cry. In fact, it, it makes me want to stop a scene. Right. Um, I, when I cry, it's not because I'm being hit. It's just because I'm releasing the few times I've done it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going through a very stressful time, and, and it's cathartic, and... I, I don't always intend for it to happen. So to me, it's intensely embarrassing. It mm. just happens in a scene. So I'm not, I don't have good experience with crying. Sorry. All right, up next. Who's next up next? Is Boogie. Nice. I got uh, Fornophilia. Fornophilia. I think which, I'm pronouncing it right. Which, which sounds way sexier than it. Fornophilia. Oh, yeah, baby. No, uh, human furniture. And uh, I'll read the definition uh, that I got because uh, I actually I picked this because I didn't know what it was. And then when I found out what it was, I'm like, oh, we, we, we've done this. Um, I've done this a lot. Um, is a form of bondage uh, and sexual objectification in which the person's body is incorporated into a chair, table, cabinet or other piece of furniture. Fornophilia. Now, this part I don't necessarily agree with as, as a general rule. Fornophilia is an extreme form of, form of bondage because... The subject is usually tightly bound and expected to stay immobile for a prolonged period. They are often gagged or placed in a position where there is danger of being smothered. Proper safety requires frequent checks of the submissive's well-being. I don't necessarily agree with that because we do a lot of this in our lifestyle. Um, I understand in the more extreme cases where we've heard, obviously, when it goes bad, like they you know, saran wrap someone out and put them on the ground and put shit on them and then just put a straw so they can breathe and then the straw falls out and they die. We had that happen a couple of years ago um, that was all over the news. But I think in general, most of what we do, at least at Threshold and in our general community, at least in our area, is a lot of like the human ashtray, the table, the chair, That's the awesome. footstool, putting your boots on someone, snack tray, they do bondage. A lot of that is also very leather-based. In the leather community, they have a lot of the, like, ashtray and so mm-hmm. forth. Sure, ashing ashing on the tongue, in you know, human, yeah. yeah. And I do a lot of table, um, like, uh, I've had Abyss, <laughs> we, we did Thanksgiving, we've done this a couple times, and it's actually awesome, um, where I basically set up a meal on her back, and I eat, and she <laughs> holds it. Sure. And uh, <laughs> my view of objectification, though, is more... Less de- it's less humiliation and degrading and more an ability to for the bottom to completely let go, connect with the ground, and then not have to think about their life. Like your only job is to be a table. Your work, your school, your life, your problems do not exist right now. All you focus on is your job of connecting to the planet and supporting the meal that I eat. So that's kind of the way I look at pornophilia. Interesting. Wow. 
I have to say, it doesn't really, I can't imagine it would do anything for me. I would be totally willing to give it a try, but I don't, I don't think. Come I here, Kathy. Really, no, no. <laughs> Get away from me. Boogie. I'll put some cheese whiz on your back. <laughs> Maybe a can of spam. I was, uh, after a rope scene last week, I was laying on my belly and, and, uh, my rope partner kind of like put his knees, like his feet up on my butt and used me kind of like a footstool. And I mean, it was just comfy. I was comfy. I was laying on my belly. I was totally comfy the whole time, but I can, I can see it being what, like what you're saying of like my job right now is just to do this and I don't have to think about anything else. It was, it was definitely, um, it was definitely a connecting type thing. Cause you really focus like, cause I was holding a table position mm-hmm. and you can't like slouch your back or anything like that. Cause you don't want stuff to fall off. So it becomes, you, you become very, uh, at least I became very, um, task oriented mm-hmm. so no. and so basically for me it was actually it was i didn't know i was gonna dig it but it was actually very nice yeah i i could i could see myself giving that a shot of course i fucked the table after i ate of course come on <laughs> which was which all of a sudden we're like fornophilia now becomes like some sort of tree fetish which <laughs> we talked about but we didn't take that one which made was really totally hot. All right, Fee, so that's it. You're next. All right, so I picked dollification, and it's it was funny when I picked this. I was like, I mean, assumed that it, you know, was like, oh, you dress up like a doll, and that's gonna be it. And then I did the research, and I'm like, wow, there are some seriously extreme versions <laughs> of this dark, out there. Dark turn. <laughs> okay, so uh, the definition I found. What does dollification mean? Dollification is a sexual fetish where one partner is transformed into a doll through makeup, mannerisms, or even plastic surgery. The doll-like partner normally adopts a more submissive role and enjoys being toyed with, while the dominant individual is aroused by the control that he or she exerts over the doll. Um, they, there was, this is a website that I found called Kinkly. They explain dollification. Dollification does not necessarily lead to sexual intercourse. In some cases, this fetish can be integrated into the couple's everyday activities. For example, the wife can dress up as a doll and adopt a stiff, lifeless posture while her husband performs typical activities relating to playing with dolls. This includes hairbrushing, changing her clothes and shoes, and feeding her. Uh, the doll-like partner may also enjoy morphing into a figurine. In more extreme cases, this fetish can even lead to various forms of surgical interventions to modify one's appearance and consequently look like a doll. What? There, uh-huh. <laughs> it gets. I was reading a forum on dollification, and they were talking about how far are you willing to go. And this one guy was talking about being willing to have his genitals removed and being encased in a, in a substance, like permanently. Uh, people were talking about having their ligaments removed so they could be more floppy like a rag doll. Like, some people take this very extreme. Wow. Um, I did see one interesting thing in one of the group posts that I was following um, where it was a dom, a lady dom, who wanted to be the doll. But she wanted to be cherished and loved by her sub. So it was there's even dominant dolls. Um, so very deep deep down the rabbit hole i went on dollification and then you and can I, go a little was, serial killer with it because <laughs> <I was> like, <clears throat> jeffrey dahmer the green river killer both of them that was their kink was total control jeffrey dahmer wasn't interested in his victims like the killing part wasn't what turned him on it was the total control of them afterwards green river killer kept coming back to the woods and fucking the dead corpses well and what? obviously Did we are that? not saying dollification leads to serial killers no no i'm just saying that's just you know it's, this is to understand the, the extreme to that i mean every yeah <laughs> all, of these, all of these kinks can go from zero to 500 yep. pretty quick i like the idea i i really do i fantasized a lot i mean i think a lot of I'm not going to say, I'll speak for myself. I fantasize a lot. There's, there's other fetishes that are like limp body, um, where the, the person pretends to either be drugged or passed out. And then you sneak in like the, I actually did some fetish videos of this where I was the guy and you come in and you like, they just pretend to be completely limp and passed out and you like lift up the arm and you drop it. And then you like touch the boob. And then the, I mean, when you're filming the fetish video, the whole idea is to not laugh. You know, because it can get pretty funny, you know, and you'd like take their hand and like grab their own boob with it and smack them in the face and go, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? But it, it's hot. It's kind of hot. Wow. I'd admit. I, I don't think it does anything for me at all. Abyss? I've seen some very pretty dolls. Oh, I'm sure. So yeah. um, I can I can get it. Maybe not to the like t- t- genital Ooh. mutilation point, mm-hmm. but um, I don't... I don't <laughs> 
but I do, I do like seeing like some of the Lolita girls, some of that stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, I have definitely seen somewhere it, and it borders on like cosplay a lot of times too. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I kind of enjoy that whole thing. Cause I personally love dressing up and this, that, the other. So I get it. Yeah. Oh, it I made me want to go like mainline the two seasons of dollhouse. Because that's a really fun show. I might go do that later. What? Uh, uh, Anyway. (laughs) Okay, so mine was symphoraphilia, which is deriving sexual arousal and pleasure from witnessing and or stage managing accidents or catastrophes. This was a disturbing one. (laughs) Go. So watching the shocking and horrific is something that has the capacity to titillate even the most passive among us, uh, whether slowing down to look at a traffic accident, watching a particularly gruesome horror movie. Most of us find it hard to turn away. But not everyone would say that these images actually cause them to be sexually aroused. And that's what symphoraphilia is all about. Uh, I couldn't find any clinical or academic study about this. It's not listed in the DSM-5. Um, I can imagine then from the lack of such empirical research that it's not hard to surmise it's a very rare thing. Probably the most well-known example of symphoraphiles in popular culture is the 1973 novel Crash by J.G. Ballard and the 1996 movie of the same name. Almost everyone that I talked to about this movie found it intensely erotic, but I think that was more due to the superb acting and directing rather than to any actual fetish relating to the car accidents. In the most extreme cases, symphoraphilia can be criminally related if the person goes so far as to actually cause accidents or catastrophes. In this case, it's potentially lethal motive of sexual expression, but I suspect that it is similar to most paraphilias that are listed in the DSM-5 and that the word disorder is not added to the end of a term such as sexual masochism disorder unless it meets certain criteria. Things like if the individual has acted on these urges with a non-consenting person, if the behaviors cause marked distress or interpersonal difficulty. In other words, treatment generally will be sought only if the condition becomes problematic. So I looked online. There are no sites that I could find that give me even the most cursory explanation of what symphoraphiles are feeling when they watch an accident or a catastrophe. And because of this, I wish I had actually had time to read the novel Crash because without that focus of the scientific community, uh, popular or anecdotal explanations are my only other recourse to understand the mind of a symphoraphile. In fact, on FetLife, there are only 37 people who are into or curious about this paraphilia. I did find some really disturbing sites that post videos of real-life acts of violence, accidents, fires, in just the most graphic way possible. Those and are pretty popular. It's, oh my God, they were everywhere. Even I, who abhor violence, found it hard to look away. Mm. Although I did not derive sexual did arousal from them. Did no. you diddle just to see that's, if that's it worked? I did yeah. not. Did you get a little tingle? No. I, think, I think it's like it, faces of death. It is. It is exactly like that. Even if I had been sexually aroused, I probably wouldn't be telling you guys about it. (laughs) And that's really the problem here. Symphoraphilia makes us nervous because most of us would be extremely worried that someone who is sexually aroused by accidents might cross the line from simply fantasizing about them and actually seeking them out in real life or worse, staging an accident. And as would be expected, the new TV show CSI Cyber actually has an episode about symphoraphilia in which someone stages actual accidents so he can film them and get off with his friends and They even go so far as to compare it to pedophilia, which is unfortunate. And while this is understandable because it's such a rare and misunderstood paraphilia, I have to wonder if someone outside the kink scene would worry that I would want to stage an actual rape simply because I get turned on watching staged consensual, non-consensual scenes at the dungeon. That's that is a valid hmm. valid point. I mean, it's it's bordering on snuff films. It really is. I mean, it's 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 if you're diddling while someone's dying, it's it's one of those like oh, okay, well. There was a drawn together episode, the cartoon <laughs> where the superheroes live together, I saw that. and Captain Hero and uh, and the princess, I forget her name. Um, they used to cause accidents because uh, she got I really turned episode. on by it. You know, yeah. that's yeah. about all I know. I could, I could, I could very, <clears throat> very definitely state that that is not my kink. Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, there's an excitement that comes from, like, surviving things. There's an excitement that comes from, I mean, Abyss and I talked about this the other day. Like, people, what is it about bad news? No, was it Was it you or was it, it was Mark, sorry. So, so we were talking about, uh, you know, the idea of what is the science behind why do people like bad news? And it was just that it, it's, 
it's old. It's old reptilian stuff where it engages the sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight system, and makes you, forces you to solve the puzzle because in the wild, everyone was kind of like always looking to not be eaten. So when you see something bad, you're always on the lookout for it. So when the trigger comes up, you're going to watch it. Yeah. Or the flip side to people just like graphic violence and maiming. It is. I, I actually... Just in keeping kids. with the whole poetic thing, there's this guy named Eric Wilson who wrote a book called Everyone Loves a Good Train Wreck. And he has this quote that's very uh, expressive. He says, the fear and disgust inspired by such films, horror films he's referring to, invite us to sound the depths of our humanity. Mm. Very poetic. Mm, yes. De- <laughs> definitely. Haiku attack. Wait, which one was uh, Boogie Slam? Boogie oh. Slam. Wait a minute. <laughs> I did not why did I did not hear about this one. Yes, Boogie Slam. Wait, feet. we did Fee's Fish. Boogie Slam. All right, whatever. Feet. I don't care. Hedonistic Dom reposed on the black sofa, swatting heads with belt. <laughs> it's true. Boogie flaps his dick. More than that, he flaps his gums. Duct tape's a good thing. Haiku attack! (laughs) Bald head gleaming bright, big mouth goes blah, 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 blah. He was in the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Haiku attack! Okay, wait, 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 we have, wait, who, wait, what was that? Boogie unfulfilled. What? Dreaming of pussy all day. Dude. Why not fuck me? Haiku attack! I like Lois! That. Lois had to throw her two bits in Lo- too, Lois huh? Lois had to come in. Damn, Lois. <laughs> Abyss doesn't care about my sexual needs. Haters gonna hate. Haiku attack! Check out Lois. Just stepping in. She's gonna say some shit and she's gonna end up in a toilet. Bitch, don't talk shit about my art. I'm gonna get a big magnet. I'm not even kidding. That fucking bitch is going down. Don't, swi- don't magnet swipe Lois. I she's magnet she's Lois. really trying to just. She's a stupid cunt. I don't like her. What? Let's move on, shall we? Wait a second. What? Sexy oh, we're doing. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're doing the. Uh... Oh, we're doing our sexy poem. Okay, so now uh, part of the poetry show is that we were all going to get our cruel groovy on, and uh, each of us is going to read a sexy poem for poetry show. How's this going so far? Is this horrible? I'm loving it. Hey, Mark, how bad are we? She's asleep. She's the, <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. She's doing dollification. This is every fifth week. <laughs> wait, hang on. Hang on. Wait. No, we have music for this. Oh. We got to get groovy. Hang on. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting in the groove now. Who's going first? I am. This is a poem I wrote mm. called Blowing Your Mind. I make love to your cock with my mouth, my eyes, my tongue. I feel whole knowing that I'm bringing you pleasure. Swirling my tongue around the head, sucking in as I push down slowly at first, a little deeper each time. Your cock and I have our own language. It tells me what you want with each twitch, with each moan that escapes your lips. I know what you like, what you want to feel again, and I give it to you, willingly, gratefully. You'll start to hear me moan too, because as you get harder in my mouth, as the intensity builds, so is the pleasure in my body. Giving you what you want makes me feel alive. It gives me purpose. I can come from the taste of you. I will if you allow it, every time. And as much as I am yours, as much as I'm your submissive, there comes a time when you give yourself over to me, when you trust me enough to let your guard down and just enjoy what I'm doing for you. It's not control, but it is power, and I wear it well. I consume your energy and give you back pleasure. Groovy, groovy. Under the table, maybe a little, uh, <laughs> a little uh, under the table there, no. a little exchange of that thing you're talking about. Uh, this is next. So mine is called Lust Conquers All. By pa- It was actually by Paul Curtis. It was super sexy. 
I love it when your ma- what, mm. I love it when mouths meet mouth and tongue engages tongue. When that moment tender embrace gives way to urgent caress. When hands fumble their way into uncooperative clothing. In their wanton eagerness to reach the yielding flesh beyond, where fingers probe and hands grope and passion flame ignites. I love to hear her rasp and gasp and feel her nails dig into my flesh, to hear that stifled scream and watch as she bites her lip. As climax carries her away, I love the feeling of closeness as she lies in my arms, basking in the passion's afterglow silent in our smug satisfaction. I feel her tender lips kiss my cheek. I hear her content sigh. I would like to know her name, but she's just another conquest. Oh, Ooh, nice. That's good. Gro- groovy caffeine. Get us hard. Get right. us hard, baby. Yeah. Sorry. Get I me hard. You know. <laughs> Mine is actually called sexy. Sometimes he calls me cute, says I'm adorable. I don't see it don't understand it. Is he lying? Is he insane? I'm angry, I say, to have no say in how I feel about my body. My sexuality brings me shame. Fed so much bullshit from birth, no way to defend myself against these opinions that are now my beliefs. You're right, he says, to feel angry. When I tell you you're cute, when you don't believe, that's not you, that's not me. That's someone else crashing our scene. Back at the club, I'm straddling the horse. The mare in my head doesn't lie. My huge belly dangling down, my thick thighs, my sagging tits. But for some reason, on this night, in this moment, I feel good. I feel sexy. And when he runs his hand down my spine, it happens. It's instinct. I don't see it coming. And before I know it, I arch my back. I throw my back, head back. I close my eyes. I sigh. I am Marilyn Monroe. I am Rita Hayworth. I am Lady fucking Gaga. Never thought I'd feel that way. Yeah. yeah. Get her done. Sexy. <laughs> Sorry, did I just say get her done? <laughs> <laughs> totally blew the poetry vibe. <laughs> so I'm going to round up with some bullshit. Everyone, I just want you to feel this. Oh, thank you, Abyss. Abyss just adjusted her breasts for me. In a flicker of candlelight, sweat glimmers on your skin. Slumped on the floor you escape to after your atoms rearranged from the sexual supernova that reshaped the universe of your well-used cunt. Your legs are still shaking. Your mind is split open. Your previous views and values are trashed like a wrapper that hid the taste of candy from your lips. The bed is wrecked. The sheets are stained. The smell of dirty sex and violence settles on the walls of this cheap motel room, all giving testament to your erotic rebirth. Your friends from church would never understand, but I understand. And your secret is good with me. Until this time next month, be a good girl my newly formed little slut. Mm. That was so great. Is that you? Did you write that? Yeah, I wrote that today. That's fucking awesome. Damn. I used to do a lot of poetry readings. (laughs) That was really good. We're trying to get the poet, uh, my old buddy from the Cobalt Cafe. I used to do these open mics for years when I lived in a van and, and I hosted open mic and hosted the poetry readings. I think Fee needs a minute. (laughs) Be a good girl. (sighs) All right. Onward. (laughs) What's next? I don't know. And I think we'll put our poems uh, on our our FetLife page. I like that. I I didn't write mine, but... Oh, you didn't write your... Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. But we can put our haikus and stuff. Maybe we'll put them on. And and I I think this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I like this. I I had fun and and we'll we'll get some... (laughs) Responses, but now, now we're gonna change gears here, <laughs> and we're gonna jump right back into Kitty. And uh, we're here at our end show song. This was fun. I mean, I did have fun. It was definitely we're not gonna do this all the time, but <laughs> once, once every three months, <laughs> once every three or four months. We'll, we'll hear maybe once every six years. I, I don't know, but it was good. You guys, you guys did great work. A lot of, a lot of great content. I was really happy. It's kind of a sexy this. show. 
Well, this is a song. It's actually an old song. I actually wrote a movie, and I wrote this as the theme song to go with the script. <laughs> so I'm like, but I like the song, and we're going to do it. It's called If My Cat Likes You. It's hard to be a good man, got a good job, trying to look in the best I can. I just want a good girl. I'm honest and I'm loyal and I never ever chew my nails. It seems that's not enough, she said. If you want to win my heart, there's just one more little test. She said, if my cat likes you, well, I might let you stay. And if my cat likes you, well, he might get laid. It's my feline frustration, how a girl rates a man. Gotta get the paw of approval like a tuna fish can. So wait a minute, basically what you're telling me here is that something with a brain the size of a marble is going to psychologically evaluate me, and she said, Pretty much yes. Hmm. It's been that way for the last 70 guys, so I've dated, so deal with it. And I said, well, okay, but how long did it take you to date 70 guys? Not long. If my cat likes you, well, I might let you stay. And if my cat likes you, well, hey, you might get late. It's my feline frustration, how a girl rates a man. Gotta get the part of approval, like a tuna fish can. And now I'm sitting on her couch And sweat is forming on my brow And now she's bringing out that cat That will decide if I'm a good man Pussy well, got dropped right on my lap Started to purr and took a nap Girlie's eyes went wide as her blouse came off I guess I passed cause the lights went out If my cat likes you Well I might let you stay And if my cat likes you Well hey you might get late It's my feline frustration How a girl rates a man Can we end the show? No, 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 One more thing. Meow. We have a group home. Can end the show? No, no, don't end that show yet. We need to end the show. Abyss is going to read our group home. Oh, that's right. We have group home. I'm sorry, so sorry. A tradition at the Cobalt Cafe was that at the end of every night, they passed around a piece of paper throughout the entire open uh, open mic poetry reading and someone wrote a line and then everyone in the room would just write a random fucked up line after it so you can only read the person's next so we did this is our first group poem I'm actually very excited about this <laughs> Abyss will now be reading unrehearsed the perverted podcast <laughs> group poem bear with me meanwhile Kathy sucks off a dog and the <laughs> angels weep <laughs> Salty tears trailing down granite ducks, fucked in the tailpipe of a truck, and kind of that kind of sucked because lizards. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the moon and sigh. When I when will I ever have the time to eat all that cheese? Cheese. <laughs> Jerry steals all the cheese and eats it all night long. The pepperjack monster. Will <laughs> will come for him and then a cute little mouse is drawn <laughs> sad jerry cries while wearing a tutu and nipple clamps he masturbates with glass ow <laughs> wow <laughs> like i instantly grabbed my nipples on that one ow <laughs> and comes with violent uh fever fever fervor fervor <laughs> sorry about the printing and quantity of Remarked proportion. Remarkable proportion. I think a chick's... What? Seriously. This is going well. Wow. I think a chick's breasts are nicely proportioned. (laughs) Pomegranate titties. Pomegranate titties. Pomegranate titties. (laughs) Little squirrel rubs up against me, plays with my hair, and smiles. Oh! 
We did it. Now we can end the show. That is our show. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please be sure to tell your friends, your family, your enemies, and your human sex dolls about us. <laughs> if you're interested in supporting our magic, please go to patreon.com slash pervertedpodcast and share your love with us. Thank you to all of our guests and hosts, to Fee, Woo! to Abyss, Woo! to Boogie, Woo! to me, Woo! and to Mark. Woo! If you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. She didn't say the! It is pervertedpodcast.com. I love it when she gets better. And finally, please consider becoming a monthly member, supporter of Flat... Send Fat Life money and us too. Are you going to get better too? No. <laughs> ah, Until I, next I, week. Be your damn kinky selves and hey baby. Mm. Everybody. We are We are out of out here. Of here man. Groovy. Yeah, groovy. Seriously, fuck you. No, why? What? You didn't say the in I perverted know, podcast. But You're snapping aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> It's very beatnik of you. I need a cold shower. Mm.